You're listening to Overtime on the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us as we recap the Pirates' most recent game while also taking a look at what is ahead. Now let's talk East Carolina basketball. Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast, a very special podcast. We do the Overtime Pirates with a big win uh, once again at home against Eastern Kentucky. And uh, with me right now, my good friend Bubba Rosenbaum joining me. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dave. Hope you are. Happy New Year, by the way, folks. We'll have a special New Year's podcast we're working on, so we'll be doing that later on today, being New Year's Eve. And I want to wish everybody in Pirate Nation and beyond a happy 2020, a safe uh, 2020 at that. And I know Bubba will be talking more about that later, about Pirate Nation and beyond, about uh, the new year. But uh, right now we're ending 2019 on a good note especially when you look at uh, Pirate Nation and this particular case with Pirate Basketball, Bubba, four straight the Pirates have won now. And I gave Kyle credit. He was the one that said that we, which is obvious, you need to finish strong, and the Pirates have, um, and a great way to end non-conference play and a great way to set you up for conference play now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, even prior to the slow start of the year, um, going two and seven, um, you knew December, just looking at the schedule with five home games, not playing away from Minji's Coliseum in the month of December is going to be, uh, part of the schedule where you're going to have to really make some hay. And the Pirates did that after a very disappointing start to the month, uh, with that, uh, 10 point loss, I guess it was, on uh, to, uh, Coppin State, right. uh, where, where we played dismal defense. I think that was 85-75. But, uh, after that, um, sh- surely there, there are certainly plenty of things that the Pirates have to improve upon and clean up, but, um, we're certainly making strides and now, now it's, that was good to see, um, like you said, four straight wins, most recently that 82-74 victory right. on, uh, on Saturday afternoon against Eastern Kentucky. I was there and I know that you, uh, were watching it. I, I really felt like with the Pirates, uh, one thing that I've noticed that, uh, Mark Lindsay of PirateIllustrated.com, our good friend from Rivals, he pointed out in the press conference about the very fact, uh, he, the one word he said a lot about the team is confidence. And it looks like they really do have confidence, uh, going into non-conference. They've got a tough opponent we're going to be talking about on the other side in just a little bit with Wichita State. Uh, but you look at right now, Bubba, um, these players, we, we tend to forget, I think that Coach Dooley is alluding to that, and we'll get to his comments in a little bit as well. And we have uh, the players of the audio uh, from Saturday night of uh, Batumba Baruti and Tyree Pig Jackson. So we'll be talking to them. Uh, we'll play the audio for, for you guys in just a little bit. Um, but I really felt like with the Pirates, they have a, a great, great chance now to – uh, improve and you know uh, I think that uh, I think with the season moving forward uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, challenging games but the good news is um, we'll hear the players say it they're competitors and uh, you want to you come to East Carolina because East Carolina basketball um, in this particular case and, and other sports are in a great league we have a great conference you have a lot to be proud of and uh, basketball um, you know people joke about so this is like Conference USA 2.0. And I'm like, well, you're talking about basketball. The Basketball League and Conference USA has always been, um, you know, I mean, well, if you're saying 2.0, it's a joke. But Conference USA basketball back when the Pirates went were really good, uh, the Bill Herrian days and all that. So you can't, you can't um, say like Conference USA was a joke then 
and now we're in a tough league. We're actually we're in a tough league then, and and I think it's even maybe you can argue that it's even stronger. Um, but I think the Pirates are going to have to um, really continue to work on chemistry. Um, I think that's what's interesting that he points out too. How about this? How about Fremont Robinson White being at sixty five percent? And he was talking about um, that the other night. But uh, you want to go ahead and go to the players, Bubba? Yeah, let's go ahead and. Um... After the game on Saturday afternoon, we heard from Batumba Broody and then also Tyree Pig-Jackson, and uh, let's get their thoughts on uh, the Pirates' win over EKU and also the, the current full-game win streak right now. Um, Tyree, just finishing up non-conference on a high note, four-game win streak, uh, what's that feeling like? It's great. It's great to be 6-7. Uh, it's great to win. Um, just feel, it's feel awesome, man. It's, I feel like it feel, feel good. As far as the chemistry between the team, can you talk about from the time at Coffin State till now with you guys? It seems like you're really coming together. Oh uh, yeah, we we really clicking as a team and and bonding as that one. Um, every day we try to focus on getting better at everything, just a little bit better. And I feel like the guys around have really recognized where we at at the season and how important it is to get this this win and how important to be locked in every day in practice. You seem to really be feeling it from the corner. Tyree did one of those. And you just got hot there and kept going in that spot a little bit. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, if, if they're going to give it to me, I'm going to take advantage of it. So, yeah. But, Timmy, you really brought it tonight with the energy, the rebound, and the defense, the hustle plays. What does that mean for your team when you're able to go out there and generate that type of energy? Well, I mean, you just give energy to everybody. When they see me working, and they just want to work too, pretty much. Tyree, you uh, there's a back and forth ball game tonight, and this pretty pretty good test for you guys as you uh, get ready to go into conference season. What's it do for you guys a little bit? I mean, it's, it kind of wakes us up, but then again, we got to prepare what's coming next. So we're just gonna keep our focus where we at all weekend. Just keep doing what we're doing, like we're doing every day. The time with King had a big first half for them. Number two, things were 18, didn't score in the second half. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of a challenge to you guys? Did you enjoy that in the second yes, half? Yes, yes. Coach definitely told us to shut him down in the second half, and we tried to do that, and it was successful. What was he doing in the first half that was so good that you guys maybe did better in the second half? Mm, I don't know. He just he just made shots, really, and we just tried to make it more difficult for him in the second half. Contest shots, you know, fight him on the board. Harry, talk about the, the chemistry of this team as you move forward here. You guys seem to be getting a little bit more used to each other oh, yeah. in the ball game. Oh, yeah. like uh, more, The more we play around and, and with each other, I feel like we get the feel for each other game. And and it's good that we're getting the feel for each other game coming into conference because you don't want to go in conference and be, be get embarrassed. You know, like I feel like everybody want, wants to win now. It's like that chemistry is good. It's starting to click. Both of y'all, this is your first year uh, playing at ECU. Are y'all aware uh, the last time ECU had a four-game win streak? Um, I think somebody told me 19-something. <laughs> no, <not that> <laughs> nah, about 2000, what, 12, 6? 13. 13? Yeah. It's been six years since yeah. this program's won. I mean, what does that mean to y'all? Again, this is your first year here. I mean, winning a four-game streak is – is 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 good. I mean, it's it's unbelievable for, for the new group of guys that we have, and it's a big time for the for the program. So, so yeah, it feel good. Can you talk about the coaches? I know they've worked really hard with you guys mm-hmm. and keeping you guys together. Can you talk about a little bit behind the scenes of what's been going on as far as 
keeping you guys together, and I know it's been tough. Uh, there was a tough little road there, but now you've won four straight. Um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to let the coach answer that. Okay. But, um, yeah, it, it's just good. It's good. Everybody locked in and on the same page. Jaden continues to be the rock of this team. Can you speak to his leadership and what he offers? Uh, Jaden is a real competitive prom player. And he's very consistently what, for what he do, and, and we we all give him his respect, and and he just he's just an all around good player. You can do it all. Team rebounds for you tonight, Batuma. Uh, talk about your work underneath the paint, and and uh, what were you seeing from from Eastern Kentucky a little bit? Well, I just when the ball go up, I just try to get <coughs> more possession for my team, really. So they don't box me out. They could box me out, but I just fight, and you know. We'll get the board. That's, that's really it. Oh, sorry. Uh, Wichita State is next for you guys. We talked about transitioning into league play. Uh -huh. um, what are your thoughts just about entering conference and facing a team like that to start a new year? Well, um, we got to be more focused and make sure prepare very good for them too. We got we got four game. We won four game in a row. Let's make it five. Really, that's what we're trying to do. We're taking it one game at a time. One game at a time. Tomorrow's practice, we're going to be focused and locked in. Make sure we know what to do and get in and prepare to win the game. Yes, sir. Do y'all kind of know going into it just mentally that obviously the competition level is going to rise mm -hmm. once you get into the grind of conference play? We love it. <laughs> we all competitors. Even in practice, we compete yeah. more and more yeah. every day. So it's, de it's definitely a challenge, but we <laughs> we're up for it. It's not coming easy for you guys. But you're starting to build some confidence here as a team. Um, can you talk about that a little bit as you, as you move into conference play here? Uh, one thing Coach always talked about is about is shooting the ball with confidence. It's doing everything with confidence, pace, poise, and he just wants us to like re realize and recognize what's going on in the game and and when to be smart and when to when to chill or just when to just rest. You know, like at, at certain points of the game, it's. Um, it's it's the point of time where you need to be locked in, and I feel like everybody just stick 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 in there and want to like mm -hmm. lock in, just stick together. All this one. Play one more. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Welcome. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how you doing? Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Happy Hello. New Year's. <coughs> Thank you. Can we pack some back here? Yeah. He's coming with it. Just, just one second. Thank you, Joe. You got stats? You got some stats? Sorry, man. You want me to? I was going to pass it as well. Oh, he's got one, I think. Oh. Oh. Good evening, Kentucky. Thanks very much to them. You can tell Bubba by the uh, how great it is to – the press conferences are longer now, so that means we're winning. Uh, nobody wants to talk about a loss, players, coaches, media, whatever. It's very fans. It's very hard to talk about a loss. Um, you always hear you can learn a lot about a loss. But I do believe that you were talking about earlier in the podcast about the uh, towards the beginning uh, of this show about Coppin State. I think there was a reality check. And I the players were saying stuff, um, and so did Coach Dooley. I think that the game plan of Coppin State they didn't listen to the coaches, and they found out the hard way that 
they may have a lot of talent on the team. There's a reason why Coach Dooley and the staff are the coaches and they're the players, and no offense to them, but um, they've got to learn how to um, be coachable, and they're going to have to find a way to, to definitely work together. Yeah, there's no um, no teacher like like experience, especially some adversity like like we faced in that Coppin State game, giving up 85 points and just layup after layup and uh, easy bucket after easy right. bucket, and uh, and um, that that reality definitely <laughs> set in. And like Jaden Gardner said at that press conference, I get to his credit, um, you don't hear this a ton, especially out of players. But he he said we sucked, and <laughs> yeah. There's no other way to to put it. And he he didn't try to spin it, uh, and, and he and the rest of the guys they just continued to work, and and the hard work's paid off. And obviously, we're going to be taking a major step up in competition. I'm, I'm no uh, dis- disillusionment there as far as is not thinking like we've beaten uh, four teams like what we're going to be playing in league play because we haven't, but it's a step in the right direction nonetheless. No question about it, and I, I tell you what, uh, the players uh, definitely are looking better as far as uh, that. I think one of the things they've got to clean up is that they're, they're uh, very tentative on passing, um, and then, like for example, that pr- pressure they're getting, teams are finding the scouting reports on they get a little rattled. They kind of like instead of a, a, they kind of stop, and and then they they have no choice but to like make a bad pass. And so what they need to do is to um, keep dribbling and, and try to find and start getting the corners of the court where somebody could easily trap you and the two players. And then you have to call timeout or it's a turnover. Um, they're gonna have to work on that. I'm not the expert, but above I tell you who is Coach Joe Dooley. Uh, a very uh, I don't know if he's ever really happy, but. Uh, he's definitely happier with four straight wins. Let's go to Coach Dewey. We use audio from Saturday, and let's go to that right now. Uh, give credit to Eastern. You know they put us on our heels in the first half, and uh, you know we've seen some pressure, but not hard pressure. And they they really had us a little uh, discombobulated. I thought the guys did a nice job in the second half after we got our bearings of being a little bit more aggressive. And obviously we didn't turn it over as many times until the last couple minutes. And uh, played a, a lot better. I thought a lot of that was attributed to the fact that we got stops. I think at one point we had 11 straight. So I thought that allowed us to get out and run and make some easy plays. And then obviously we need to handle things at the end of the game a lot better. We handled the end of the game uh, horrifically. You got a full dose of uh, Trey King in the first half mm-hmm. and then cut him off. And then uh, Jamaru gets right. off in the second half. Talk about uh, the, the quandary that those guys create offensively. Well, they just drive it down, and that's where they play. There, it's, it's you know, I thought Tyree did a nice job on him for the most part, and then he had some fouls, and I thought that uh, Tristan had some, you know, some goods. And then I, I do think when we got a lead, uh, you know what happens is people playing out the foul because you don't want to put people on the foul line. And, you know, you're saying to your guys, don't foul, and then the other team is saying, drive it because maybe they'll foul. And I thought they put us in a little harm. You know, they, they got those four points on us off the free throw line late that that uh, that hurt us and. Uh, but you know he 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 got on a little bit of roll in the second half. You mentioned a little bit earlier, but wasn't the key getting stops on defense that they couldn't set up their press and, and kind of force you into? And then, and then we did a better job against the press. I thought I thought we finally got easy baskets against the press in the first half. I mean we were you know we we dribbled up and almost we almost shortened the court and helped their press because we didn't move, we didn't stretch the court, and we set it. And then there was three or four instances we didn't meet the pass, and there was one at half court where we throw it up and you know Jamont stand there waiting on the ball and. The guy just runs past him. I mean, you know, we talk about meet your pass every day, and uh, you know you can work on it in practice, but until you've seen it simulate, it's a whole lot different when you know someone plays it every day than you're working on it for two days. 
Coach, you had to be happy with what you saw tonight from Brody's hustle. Yeah, Tom played his best game since he's been here, and you know, I, you know, he had a couple, you know, head scratchers. The the one, the left-handed runner, when the ball slipped out of his hand, was an interesting dynamic. But I, I did think he was very active. I thought. Uh, he chased the ball, and he had nine rebounds in the second half. Um, and I thought he played with a lot of confidence. And you look at his plus-minus from tonight; he was terrific. I was going to ask about the plus-minus with him, plus twenty-seven. Is that something you really evaluate? Is it hard to? Take yeah, it I think I think it's there's some metrics to it, but I also think it's sometimes it's also it can be a little dis, uh, deceiving because it also could be who else you're in the game with. You might be in there with a with a, a lineup that's not. Piece together real well because of foul trouble or someone got hurt. And I think those things there's there's some merit to, it, but I also think there's a little uh, wiggle room to it. You you got good play tonight from JJ Miles, and you also began to get some really good scoring from uh, from from Pig. Yeah, Ty, Tyree played some. He did he did some good things. I thought you know the threes, and if he stay out of foul trouble, I thought he had. You know he's a good shooter. He hasn't shot the ball well, and he, and and you know I think he's starting to get a little comfortable doing a lot of extra shooting and. Let's cut the chase. He and Tremont are in preseason. I mean, they're they're a month and a half. They're a month behind. Tremont's uh, Tremont's longer than uh, further than that behind. But no one cares. Uh, you know, we got to get these guys up and going. But I think he's starting to feel a little bit better. You speak about Tremont. He gave you five steals and I created a lot of chaos in their backcourt. He did. I mean, that's and I still don't think I mean, it probably won't be till the latter part of the season and through the summer where we can get him fully. Where I think he's feeling coming. You know, he's. Preseason, he would have taken off on a couple of those and dunked them. And I think he's starting to feel his body. And, and it, you know, he, he made some plays, and he's got to get acclimated. And I mean, you, you know, you see a little bit more every day, more burst. And, and I, I just think he's a little bit away from some things. And then, you know, he's not in great shape yet either. You can tell he was gassed a few times. I'm sure you're aware of some of the history. It's been six years since he's used one four games in a row. Is that timely, obviously, heading into conference play, just confidence-wise and everything? I think from a common, but I, I, you know, we talk to our guys that we need to make this an expectation, not a, you know, and that's building things over the course of time. You know, how do you how do you do these, and uh, you know, and and not taking winning for granted either. I mean, it's you know, everybody said it's not easy, and but I, I do think that you know a little bit of comp, you know, a little bit of confidence with four in a row, and you know, and at one point we'll be five of. Will be, it'll be eight of nine at home here after after the Wichita game because you know you have the five con- nine conference and the three of the first four of conference games. So you get a little bit of a familiarity of, of things. Coach, night in, night out, Jaden still mm-hmm. remains the rock solid foundation of this program. Yeah, I mean he he, he is, and, and you know I think if he want, if he looked back at a couple of these deals, you know he he had some careless turnovers, and but I also think you know he tries hard, he wants to win. Um, you know, he's trying to lead these other guys, and, which is hard. He's a sophomore, not an overly vocal guy. He tries hard every day, but I think these guys are starting to figure it out, and he's starting to figure out some things also. Coach, I want to ask you, I asked the players, but I'll ask you as far as you have the tough start of the season, then you have four straight that you've won. Uh, what have you guys done behind the scenes as far as coaches to keep these players up? It's a, it, I mean, conference is a weird thing. I mean, and, and we, you know, they have nowhere to look. There's no leader in front of them that they're saying, "Well, we're going to look at him and see." And we just, you know, we've 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 practiced more. We've worked on ourselves a lot more. We spend obviously a lot of time on opponents. But we spent more times on trying to fix us and trying to get better at the things we're doing and looking at it long term and uh, you know, trying a lot more player development stuff because we're going to need. You know, these young guys are going to 
you're going to have to play through mistakes. It's frustrating at times, but it's not like you're going to turn and put a redshirt junior into the game right now. We don't have that. And that, that's hopefully, you know, these young guys will play through mistakes. And you'll see it the latter part of the season, you'll see it next year, that that same mistake won't be made or made as many, as many times. What a relief it is, Bubba, going into 2020, knowing the four straight wins, knowing that we have Coach Julie and his staff. I mean, we brag about them all the time. Folks, we don't get paid from the university, um, but what we try to do is the show is the sports objective, and when things are going well and people are doing things the right way, um, then we point it out. And, and Coach Dooley has really worked hard. The coaching staff, as I've brought up to him and the players, they, he's done a nice job of keeping these players together. If you think about it, it'll be very easy for these 11 new guys that come on the team, for them to just uh, literally just like quit and just think about somewhere they could transfer. Just um, It's all about me, and I can you know transfer somewhere. Instead, this coaching staff has kept this team together. They kept fighting. You have a guy like Jaden Gardner that you can build the team around. Unfortunately, you don't have Seth Leday anymore. But have you noticed we've won four straight, so we don't need Seth Leday. And sometimes maybe it takes a player, you know, maybe he was causing a lot of problems. We don't know. I'm not trying to speculate. I'm just saying who knows what was happening um, during that losing streak. A lot of different things could have been happening that we're not even aware of. And all of a sudden now those guys are going, okay, wow, we're, we've won four straight. Um, now, Bubba, we've got a uh, – let's talk about our next opponent, and that's going to be Wichita State. Yep. And, uh, by the way, uh, fans are listening to this early on. Pirates are going to be practicing today at noon at uh, the practice facility. So um, as they're getting ready and prepared for that game, I guess they're leaving later on this afternoon uh, for Wichita State. So uh, a big game for – the Pirates and Bubba, I know you you've, you and I have talked several times off the year um, about Wichita State, about how great they are, and, um, I mean, what a great coach. And you've got, I mean, the fans there, I think it's a 10,000-seat arena. It's sold out most of the time. They love their basketball in Wichita uh, with the Shockers, and I'm just hoping we can shock the Shockers on Wednesday. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I actually had a couple other notes, things I wanted to bring up um, before we – Moved on to Wichita State um, as far as it, in that game with Eastern Kentucky. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me, um, like you said, you were there. I was watching on ESPN3. And the way we um, did not handle the, the hard pressure in the first half and then turned it over 15 times. And, we, um, and whether it was that game or other games, there have been plenty of times, like if you if things weren't good in the locker room, if we weren't staying the course and – and weren't uh, being coachable where where we could have um, given in and kind of and rolled over, but that that has not been the case. Um, we trailed by ten right out of the gates, and then ended up um, even after trailing by seven at halftime, led by as many as eleven in the second half. Uh, Jaden Gardner just continues to be so consistent. Listen to this month of December he had, Dave. He's all five ball games. Um, he he scored at least twenty two points on Saturday. Wow. On Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday he put up 25 and then had a <laughs> had a season high 14 rebounds. He's just a machine. Wow. He's averaging right there at a double double now. Um, you also had um, Tyree There's Jackson. Three players in double figures, right? Right. Um, and one Tyree, close to four. Tyree Jackson with 
16, and then Tremont Robinson White with 13, and uh, a couple of the performances, guys that didn't quite reach double figures like you were alluding to, but they had their best games of the season, and uh, that's huge um, with conference play beginning. And Batumba Broody and Charles Coleman. Batumba, I was uh, yeah, going to say both of those. That's great. Yeah, he was, he was three out of six from the floor. Uh, he, like you said, he was a bucket shy of a double double. He had eight points and ten rebounds. Right. Also blocked three shots. And then Charles Coleman, he had eight points, um, which I'm pretty sure is a season high for him, and three block shots. So uh, yeah. it's it's, it's uh, great to see that some of that length paying off um, in the way of block shots. So. Um, as we move into Wichita State, and like you said, the Shockers under Greg Marshall, you knew they were going to be oh, extremely yeah. solid this year after the way they came on late last season after the rough start. Um, and taking a look at their schedule, they're they're eleven and one. Uh, they're they're ranked twenty fourth now. It's, I think if if um, even though they certainly have credibility in the world of college basketball, and they have some solid wins on the resume i thought they'd be ranked a little bit higher but they are 24th and they have wins over oklahoma oklahoma state um vcu um also a 23 point win over south carolina down in mexico so they've certainly been getting it done and um their most recent victory was um at home like you said in 10 in front of ten and a half thousand fans as always and uh I think they beat Abilene Christian by about 20 points. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it, Bubba. I think what is, for me, is just simply uh, for the for what I'm hoping to see for conference play uh, for the second half of the season. You got to start, you know, they were talking about one game at a time, the players, but um, I think what they've got to do is uh, they're going to have to go in there and they're going to have to really, really, really um, pay pay close attention to that. It seems like there's a there's like a back door or there's a cut that is being there's like in other words i i don't think i think they're at a point where they're playing defense but sometimes i think it's just like in football when we always you always hear about staying home but basketball there's a maybe it's a pick set or a screen or something and then all of a sudden you see a back door um different things like that they're gonna have to find ways to really be focused on who their man is and uh it's just like the the song by waylon jennings back to the basis of life, you've got to get a chance where they've got to really focus on the fundamentals. And I know people say, well, yeah, Dave, it's easy for you to say, but um, in other words, don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to be cute going in there to Wichita. You're going to have to go in there and play your game. And hopefully, um, just like we're talking about the pressure, the turnovers to me, we were fortunate when uh, we won the game on Saturday, but those turnovers, we, we had so many. Um, we're going to have to find a way to reduce the number of mistakes when you have a team like Wichita because, man, uh, they can jump on you in a hurry. And also the fact I want to mention to you, Bubba, um, it would be nice to see the Pirates get off to a great start. If you get behind on this team, Wichita, it's kind of like fighting Mike Tyson in 1987. Um, they're going to knock you out in the first round. They're going to knock you out early. Yeah, obviously any ball game uh, you want to get off to a great start, but on the road like this against a team the caliber of Wichita, that that fast start's imperative, and you actually created a nice segue for me uh, mentioning turnovers. Um, Wichita is forcing their opponents to commit right at 17 turnovers a ball game, so we're going to have to take much better care of the basketball than we um, did on Saturday afternoon against Eastern Kentucky, and we'll have to 
at the value on um, our possessions and um, you take a look at this Wichita lineup on um, Wichita State has five guys actually six guys that are averaging 8.8 points or more. Um, they're led by Eric Stevenson, a little over 12.5 points per ball game and a little over five rebounds per game. Uh, Eric Stevenson and Tyson Etienne, uh, they're, they're top three-point shooters uh, with 22 and 31 makes, re- respectively, uh, shooting. Uh, and Etienne uh, is shooting 47%, 31 out of wow. 56 um, from beyond the arc. So those are those are some of the guys to really keep an eye on, um, and then I know um, that's what Greg Marshall in this in this club. Um, that's what just taking a look at things, and that's what just they don't they don't have that guy like Jaden Gardner that's averaging twenty. They just have so much consistency um, and and so much production throughout their lineup. I'm just feeling uh, really excited about. Um, being six and seven on the year now, we're one game under 500, and I know that we had. Um, I'm like a pirate nation when I'm upset that I thought we would be. I don't know about you. I would thought we would be by now, um, maybe like nine nine wins, but it is what it is. We have six, and uh, we're six and seven. We are what we are, and um, we we can't worry about uh, the past is the past. We've got to focus on now the conference play, and also. Um, this gives us a great opportunity with the talent. If they can play, I want to make this point, Bubba. If they can play with the talent, uh, with the talent we have now, with the toughness that we had last year, those guys were. I know they were not American talent, but I've heard rumblings in Pirate Nation about the guys last year seem to be playing harder. You know, we had less talent, but they're playing harder. So if they, these guys now can play like they've been playing with the talent they have, we can win some of these conference games. I'm not saying we're going to be uh, – don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're a, a um, contender in the league for the American, but I do believe that we'll be better than next to last, don't you? Yeah, it's, that's what – at this point, um, there's so, so many new pieces. Early, yeah. Uh, everything's coming together. Like – Honestly, Dave, nothing would surprise me. It, it would not surprise me if it, it would not surprise me if we're around what we did last year, or it wouldn't surprise me if we um, if we really started to see this team gel even more and and, right. and win six or seven ball games. So, yeah, anywhere anywhere between two and three wins and six or seven wins would, would not surprise me. Well, you look at it when you have the. the I tell you, I'm, what I'm excited about is. I'm really excited about the one of the surprises for me. I don't know about you. I think I've said it once before, but these freshmen, these four freshmen that have come in, have really, really um, been like game ready. Like they haven't played like, in other words, they haven't played like freshmen for me. I'm really excited to see them get minutes. And then I think the uh, transfer guys, they have, uh, they start off a little slow, but they actually have played, they're starting to play better. So, like you said, when you have 11 new pieces, that's the that's the thing you have to circle over and over again. And I know that um, everybody, like Kyle was saying, we've been waiting for a long time for this team. But I think I don't think people realize how, just like with football, I don't think people realize how things really how bad they've gotten under Lebo. And I'm not I really like Jeff Lebo, um, so that's really hard for me to say. Um, but I think that. His health just got to a point where he wasn't recruiting um, as good, and then it was just a really uh, the daily grind of being a coach was really taking its toll. It's 
especially when you and I have both coached, it's really hard to, um, in other words, it would just seem like he was just maintaining when he used to have like so much energy and, and passion and pizzazz for, for basketball. So, um, and then when you have a situation where you have like he leaves on November 29th, um, early in the, that season when he resigned, then you have like Coach Perry, he did the best he could with, with that situation. And then Joe Dewey comes in one year. And this is second year, so it's just going to take – people may not – that's not a cop-out. I'm just being honest and real. It's going to take – I'd say it's going to take four or five years before we can see the success we really want to see, don't you think? Definitely an uphill battle and um, yeah. uh, an extreme process, uh, to put it mildly. But um, that's what something else I wanted to, wanted to point out um, that's going to be critical moving forward. Uh, obviously, the perimeter shooting is something that's really yeah. been a, a sore spot. And um, – that was better against Eastern Kentucky. We knocked down eight out of 21 from beyond the arc, so almost 40%. And um, we, we don't have to – I mean, sure, you'd like to have those games like JMU where you hit 13, um, but right. we get, we got to hit more than four and five, which has been where we've been for the majority of the season. We've we got to have seven, eight, nine threes um, being um, knocked down on a fairly regular basis. And um, Tyree Jackson knocked down four. Uh, he had not hit more than two in a game, and – and uh, to see him knock down four trifectas was, was awesome. Well, you make a great point because, like I told you, uh, you're looking at six to ten points a lot of those games we lost. And if you make two or three threes, there's your points right there to even the game or, or win the game. So um, we, we desperately needed the three-point shooting, and there's no question about it. Um, that's been the, the Achilles heel, I think. Um, maybe you could argue the preseason, the early um, – Injuries we had was bad, and then the, that shooting has been terrible from the um, the outside shooting. Um, it hasn't been even – I can't even put a spin on that. Um, it has, it's been – it's getting a little bit better, it looks like, but maybe it's coming down to confidence. But, uh, Bubba, before we go, I want to mention, too, that, uh, again, happy new year to everybody and Pirate Nation and beyond. And also we've got some big shows coming up. I know in the next week or two, I just want to tell everybody we've got a lot of great guests and – a couple months away from season three of the sports objective. So um, we're not going to be canceled anytime soon. As long as you guys will do it with me and uh, I'll, I'll do the show with you and uh, looking forward to season three coming up in, in March. Absolutely. And like you said, we got some good shows headed our listeners way. Um, Bob Ryan of the, of the Boston globe, formerly of the Boston globe, I should say um, he'll be joining the show. He's national sports writer of the year, I think on four occasions and just, has really seen it all in the world of sports, um, whether it's Super Bowls, Final Fours, um, World Series, Olympics, you name it. Um, Bob Ryan has seen it. Um, we're going to enjoy talking with him about a variety of topics, and um, especially one of the things that I'm really looking forward to uh, discussing with him is the the Boston Celtics back in the 1970s and the 80s. Um, he was their beat writer for, I think, about 15 years. So I'm going to enjoy talking about uh, Larry, Larry. Oh, my God, yeah. I was – was... Kevin McHale, the Chief, Robert Pierce, and some of those guys. Um, that was my no doubt. favorite team growing up, and I, I really love uh, Larry Bird. is my favorite player. Um, but in Mine, the, too. In addition my. to uh, Bob Ryan, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with Mike O'Donnell. He's a ESPN and CBS Sports Network uh, basketball color analyst. He's uh, great. We'll yeah. also hear from the voice of the Pirates, uh, Sammy Batten. Um, he does excellent work um, for the Cavalier, and then also uh, 
And then uh, we'll have uh, Hoist the Colors, Stephen Igo on, and uh, we'll catch up with the first-year head coach of ECU women's basketball, who uh, they've had a tough road to hoe um, with some uh, roster issues in terms of lack of uh, lack of players. Only seven skip, excuse me, seven scholarship players at her disposal. But uh, Kim McNeil will rejoin the show. She's fantastic. I really like her, and uh, we want to show um, Pirate Nation that we're committed to her um, and to all the sports. There's 19 sports. We try really hard, and of course, we uh, with the men's sports of basketball, football, and baseball is where I think the most love is, but we also try to show love to the Olympic sports and um, as many sports. We've got a lot of uh, Great content coming up in 2020 and a lot of great things we're working on. Uh, by the way, when our mind folks uh, talked to Dana Shrink uh, a couple of days ago, we have our pirate cruise coming up July the 16th to 20th, Bob. I hope we can get you. I'm glad to talk to Stacy. Maybe she'll uh, <laughs> twist your arm. But it's July the 20th, 16th to the 20th. Uh, it's our par- very first sports objective pirate cruise. We're going to go out of Charleston to the Bahamas. It's a four-day cruise. We're going to have a lot of fun, very competitive pricing, and uh, a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, one day in Nassau of that four, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely looking forward to it. All right, Bubba, are you done? Absolutely. I don't, I don't have anything else. I, ju- I, would, just, I would just say um, Pirate Nation, I hope you have an excellent New Year's. Um, we appreciate everything you do, um, and like Dave said, and we'll have a a New Year's Day podcast headed your way, and yep. um, that's what we appreciate all all you do to make the sports objective a, a success. And so we we had a little over or just shy of twenty one thousand listens in two thousand eighteen, our inaugural year, and then that's what this year we're um, going to be somewhere right around forty four or forty five thousand listens. So uh, over over twice of what we had last year. No doubt about it. Be listening to for all their, our latest, the breaking news at once as well. Until the meantime, for Bubba Rosenbaum, Coach Dooley, and the players Tyree Pig Jackson and Batumba Broody, I'm Dave Richmond for the Sports Objective Podcast. You've been listening to Overtime on the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as we talk East Carolina Pirate Basketball. Remember, you can listen to our show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Audioboom, iHeartRadio, and many more. Follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow us on Facebook as we approach 1,000 likes and follows, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening to the Sports Objective podcast. Go Pirates!